You're listening to Seahawks Rewind, giving you expert analysis from the Seahawks postgame show with former Seahawks Paul Moyer, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turbin. Hear from head coach Pete Carroll and Seahawks players in the locker room. Now, here's your host, Michael Bumpus. Saquon Barkley was 20 of 53, and Danny Dimes rushed for 100 last week, didn't get anywhere near that this week. He has six carries for 20, throwing the ball. Daniel Jones was 17 of 31, 176 yards. Let's talk about the Seattle Seahawks. 23 of 34 was Geno Smith, 212 yards and two touchdowns, a very efficient day. Ken Walker did not have the explosion he had last week, but he still got it done, 18 for 51, and a clutch touchdown. Tyler Lockett dropped a for-sure touchdown, but then he bounces back. He had five catches for 63 yards and a touchdown. Was DK going to play in this game? Yes, he did, and he produced six catches for 55 yards and one touchdown. This defense got after this New York Giant offense. They had five sacks and eight tackles for loss. You talk about this defense. We got guys flying around everywhere. Mike Jackson has seven tackles. Ryan Neal has seven. Nwosu had six and two sacks. We also had Cody Barton with six. He should have had an interception at the end of the game, but just couldn't pull it in. Let's talk about these third downs. Not great for the Seattle Seahawks. They were three for 13, but two for two on fourth downs. Really aggressive in that second half. The New York Giants were six for 16. This was a grinder. No points in that first quarter. In that second quarter, the Hawks put up 10. The third quarter, they trade field goals, and then the Hawks put them away. In the fourth quarter, we got a lot to talk about as we break down this game. I'm going to talk to the fellas here. We're going to talk to Steve Rabel, Jen Mueller. We're at interviews. Great day to be a Seahawks. They improve to 5-3. and three. Lots more to do here next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Raves, this was a game. The Giants come in here 6-1, and one, riding high, running the ball all over the place. Not today, Raves. The Hawks hold them to 78 yards rushing. We talked to you before the game, and we highlighted this. If they could do this and force Daniel Jones to have to throw the football to beat them, we felt like they had pretty good, a pretty good chance to win this game. And, and the Giants' defense, tougher than I thought they were going to be, especially in the first half. They were really tough against the run. Remember, they came in as a defense that was giving up a ton of yards running uh, to running teams and the Seahawks man they kept pounding with with Ken Walker the third but there wasn't a lot there through the first half through maybe even the first almost three quarters but eventually you start to wear down that big defensive front and I think part of it was one remember the drive when Gino came out in the third quarter and went five for five and they scored yeah. a touchdown and I think that took a lot of steam out of that Giants defense and then the next drive Ken Walker uh, is going to get his run so it, it, it all worked together, but it's amazing. Uh, we talk about that turnaround the Seahawks defense has made. Now, granted, uh, Daniel Jones is not John Unitas. I mean, they, he's not uh, a polished throwing quarterback yet. He's a big physical specimen who can run the ball, and the Seahawks took that part of his game away. And to depend on him to throw the ball, they're not going to be in it. So uh, I, I thought it was all in all just a great team victory. And again, all you got to do is look at the score, a 14-point win over, over a team that uh, comes in here at 6-1 and one and looks pretty good. That was a quality win right there, Raves. You talk about it being a complete team win. Special teams, man, made his mark again. Yes. We got Uncle Will Disley with a forced fumble. Then he recovers a fumble. Travis Homer forces a fumble. I mean, uh, you got to take advantage of those opportunities, and that's exactly what the Seahawks did. Every game, somebody is going to step up somewhere along the line, and you don't know where it's going to come from. And in this case, it was the special teams. And Pete's been talking about the special teams and the speed uh, on those special teams all season long. They really haven't gotten a lot of recognition, uh, you know, 
a couple of times we talked about the special teams was on the uh, kind of there was a block punt and then there was the miscue on the punt that was supposed to be just kind of a an Australian rules football kind of thing. Um, these are the real plays that these special teams guys make because they are flying around making plays and they're and they're they're all really good at getting the ball out. I mean, we talk about, uh, you know, the Seahawks on, on defense, Kobe Bryant being great at that. But special teams, they're pretty good at it, too. And when you force two punts, uh, two fumbles on punts, uh, those are those are points that you can put in your column that don't necessarily show up, but your team sure knows it. It's always good to shorten the field when you can cause turnovers on uh, on special teams. But let's talk about Tyler Lockett real quick, man. He dropped a for-sure touchdown. He also fumbled the football but had the, the moxie and the concentration to come back and, uh, and help the Seahawks with this victory with that touchdown for 33 yards. Doesn't surprise you at all that Lockett was able to bounce back. No, and, and Bump, you know this. Um, you know, you were a receiver as I was. You were a lot better than I was. But when you are in that situation and you drop a pass, there is truly nobody on the planet that feels worse than you do at that very moment. And, and you just know you had an opportunity to help your team, let alone not look, you know, goofy and dropping a ball. And I, I'm, I know I did my share of it. I was stunned when it happened to Tyler because he just doesn't do that. He is, he is so sure-handed and so smooth on the reception and his ability to catch the ball in a crowd as well as being wide open. He might have been too open. I don't know. But the great thing was Geno came back on the exact same route, it looked like, in the exact same spot except the other end of the field and connects on it for a touchdown. Uh, I, I just thought it was terrific. Tyler Lockett is deserving of all the credit he gets because he is one spectacular receiver. It was nice to see him bounce back. It's nice of you to gas me up with you saying I was better than you. We all know those are <laughs> lies, Rabel. But uh, I, I appreciate you, my friend. And as always, you get home safely. <laughs> all right, Buck. Thanks. <laughs> see, he don't even believe it. See how hard he's laughing? <laughs> hey, um, yes, that was Steve Rabel. When we get back, we're going to talk to Paul Moyer, Marcus Truefront, Ray Roberts, and Robert Turb. We're going to break down this win. The Seahawks get it done at home, improve to 5-3. and three. They beat the Giants 27-13. to 13. Seahawks getting it done here at Lumen Field. They said we couldn't do it, but we're doing it, Paul Moyer. Holla at me, man. I'm hyped right now, Moyer. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you know, just a great game. I, it, it was a game I think we all thought, uh, even Turbo thought that the Seahawks were going to win at home, <laughs> which was good, um, as we all predicted it. But, you know, I felt we were a better team uh, going into it. I thought we played better than they did, and it could have been a bigger blowout. I mean, the receivers early on dropped a couple touchdowns, some routes. Otherwise, Gino would have been – he would have had a career game. He would have had 300 yards, four touchdowns. He still had a quarterback rating of 104. He still had 68% completion percentage, even with the drops. But uh, hang on, boys. The defense is starting to turn it up. And they shut down one of the best running games, second best running game in the NFL, and they did it pretty easily. So uh, they're starting to figure that out, and we're starting to make some plays. Uh, just a great win for us. Yeah, and how, how about how fired up Geno was today, man? Hmm. You got to see him out there spiking the football, getting hyped. You know, I mean, this is one of the more – I mean, he brought the energy, uh, as he always does. But, you know, today was a little bit different. You could tell that, you know, he and this football team really wanted this one. They wanted to make a statement uh, to a team that's, you know, obviously been winning a lot of games this season, and we won in a big way. 
Yeah, I like the way it was just, it felt like a like a heavyweight title fight. I don't know if they were, well, title was fighting for, but there's a bunch of body <laughs> blows going on, some heavy hitting. The defenses were playing really, uh, really good football and with a lot of energy. And I, I just love, uh, you know, Nuosu and, and Puna Ford and Jefferson and uh, Mafe. Like all those dudes were just really getting after it. After How about the Bruce Irvin? Bruce Irvin. Bruce, 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 Bruce Irvin got to tackle the running back with the quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so just like uh, it was just kind of good to see all those different names getting in on a lot of dash. And Cody Barton had a good game. He seemed like he was flying all over the place. So it was a really good performance by the defense. Let's not forget the special teams. There you right. go. The special right. teams came in. They showed out today, man. His ball's on the ground, man. His high energy is big hits. They knocked out my man, uh, the first guy that dropped the punt. Richie. And he dropped the second one. Richie and James. Yeah. Richie they James. took him out the game. I don't know if that was an injury or did they just yank him out the game. But the special teams showed up and showed out today, man. That was big. Yeah. You know what's interesting Huge. about the special teams, too, is uh, in Pete Carroll's interview before the game, he talked about the impact Travis Homer was going to have coming back. And he, his impact was felt in this football game today. On the offensive side of the football yep. as well, you saw the big run, but certainly with this special teams unit. Yep, Homer had, what, a 21-yard game, a little check down, a crucial play. But, man, Tyler Lockett, yes, he had a drop. Yes, he got a fumble. Got a but when you play as much as he does, you break records, and that's what he's doing with five receptions today. Lockett passes Doug Baldwin for third place on Seattle's all-time reception list with 495. Hold up. Lockett also passed Doug Baldwin for third place on Seattle's all-time receiving yards list with 6,590. One more. Lockett also mm-hmm. passed Daryl Jackson for third place on Seattle's all-time receiving touchdown list with 48. Ooh. So when you show up, when you're consistent, and you bounce back the way that Tyler Lockett did, mm. you're going to break records. It's fun to see him. Um, and, and, and if you guys know Lockett, he's the most positive human being on that right. football team. So I can only imagine the conversations he was having with himself and with Pete and his teammates after that, saying, like, give me the give me the rock. Come back to me because uh, he's going to make a play. And that's exactly what Gino did. Well, if you, you saw, uh, Gino was on uh, on the bench and his head was kind of down and, and Pete came up to him. Man, he slapped him on the shoulder and, you know, tried to pump him up. And I, do, you, do you call it a drop if it hits you in the face mask? That's a drop. <laughs> okay. It hit him in the face mask. He didn't actually drop the ball. It just uh, ricocheted off his face mask. But it just shows... You know, Tyler Locke is just such a special human being, you know, and to come right back and get that 33-yard touchdown. That, by the way, that was kind of a, um, I, I, we'll call it a hitch and go or a stutter and go on him. They set it up perfect, and they were throwing all those hitches in that drive. Right. And they come back a little stutter or hitch and go for a touchdown. And, again, Shane Waldron, our offensive coordinator, man, he's got the magic going too right now. That's yeah. the thing I noticed. Uh, he took what the defense gave him on that play, on that drive. Gino was five for five. Gino has six games this year with uh, multiple pass touchdowns. He had seven games his first nine seasons like that. Mm. So, again, Gino continues to show, like, look, I'm improving. Yes, I am 32, but I'm getting better out here, and I'm playing like a young man. Yeah, he, he took some hits today uh, a little bit, too, and was able to get back up and keep playing. Uh, you know, listen to Tyler Lockett, going, just going back to that a little bit as he was going off the field, he was talking about his self-talk going back to the sideline, and then there were some guys coming and pumping him up, and then Pete came and talked to him a couple times, so he kind of reset his mindset to get back in the game. But, uh, but no, I think Geno has just continued to show that at whatever age he is, that the, the dude has learned a lot from, from, from his inactivity. You know, sometimes you can be – behind folks you're not learning a whole lot you're not paying a whole lot of attention you're not kind of evaluating your game and it seems like he has taken all those little lessons he's learned from all the different places he's been and it's all kind of coming to fruition for him 
here with Seattle. Yeah, with Tyler, I, uh, I'm sorry. No, Turbo, go ahead. You got it, brother. I was going to say with Tyler, man, you just felt <laughs> like you just knew you just knew he was going to come back with something special. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, you know, he had to fumble the fumble, the, the drop pass, and, you know, the type of player, the type of leader that Tyler is, you just knew he was going to come back in a big way somehow, and, you know, obviously he gets that 33-yard touchdown. But, you know, the best thing about Pete Carroll-led teams is the team. Like, how guys, like, brother each other up when, you know, when they need it the most. You know, Geno needed it at some point in this football game. Tyler needed it. DK has needed it in some time. And these are leaders that we're talking about, right? Everybody's brothering each other up, loving each other up, and, you know, that's what makes for a, uh, a good football team. I'm just curious, though, man, how you guys think Doug Baldwin feel about his records being broken today? I think he's good. You think he's good? I think he's good. Yeah, okay, I think he's yeah. good. Everybody's good. And that's okay. the thing, uh, Turbo, just like you said about Pete Carroll-led teams, man. Everybody's good. I think Doug Baldwin is good. He, he likes to see the team uh, go, um, grow. And just like we saw today, Tyler Lockett is the guy. But he's not perfect, right? You drop a pass every now and then, but Pete came up to him. It's it, just like all the stuff they do in the offseason with the mental stuff and the sleep, all these little things, it pays off and you build that trust. And your coach comes up to you, slaps you on the shoulder, and you go out and get a touchdown. So yeah. that's what it's about, man. The Seahawks do it, and they continue to do it. And with Geno, he is energy, fired up out there, and he goes and the rest of the team follows, man. It's crazy to say, man. And Geno is an older man, but I think he got – Young legs. He's been sitting on the sideline, and he's been learning. So um, it's a perfect mix. He's fresh, man. And and this defense was really impressive today, man. Saquon Barkley was the second-leading rusher in the league, 726 yards. He had 53 carries – excuse me, 53 yards on 20 carries, 2.7 yards per carry. Mm. Said Shut again, that 2. boy 2. down. 2.7 yards <laughs> per Shut that carry. boy down. We, we, knew, we know what Saquon can do. And even there were times during this game where he has a football and you kind of see it like, uh-oh, yeah. uh, it, it's coming. But every now and then he, he would flash, but this defense would rally to the football. And the turnaround that this box has had, Big Ray, when it comes to stopping this run, has been really fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, the, the guys, the, the defense today just seemed like they were playing at a different speed and a different pace. Uh, especially up front. Like, they were getting a lot of penetration in the run game. Uh, I think they had a, some timely, I don't know if there were blitzes, but Ryan Neal was in the backfield a couple times as soon as the, the uh, as soon as Barkham's getting the ball. And then there were times when you were kind of holding your breath because he was making dudes miss, but there were just, it was one wave after the next wave after the next wave, which is what you have to rally to the ball when it comes to tackling Saquon. So the, t- the entire defense did a really good job at, uh, at containing him and keeping him to, to the uh, – short yardage or low number of yards. Yeah, we, we, we got after him. And I think, you know, look, you, you guys remember one game when we gave up 10 plays for over 300 yards. Big plays. Yeah. Their longest play today was 27 yards. That was to the tight end Hudson. I believe we had a missed tackle on that. Um, Barkley's longest play from the, for today's game was 15 yards. 12 receiving. He was their leading target c- coming into this game. So right. we really neutralized them and said, hey, you're going to have to beat us another way. And uh, this is now three games in a row that we've shut down really the running the running backs. Some, some of the quarterbacks have gotten away from us, but the running backs we've shut down, mm-hmm. and now we're not giving up the big plays. We're starting to make plays. We're young. We talked about this a right. bunch. We're, we're so young that our, the trajectory that we're going to go is we're going to keep getting better. It's not like a veteran team that's ready to go right from the get-go when the season starts and they start to you know, tail off a little bit. Um, you see it in Woolen. You see it in Kobe Bryant. You know, all of these guys are getting better. And both the tackles, again, right. 
man, they made uh, uh, both of their edge rushers pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was good, good protection. Yeah, and the good thing about our young team, too, is the maturity that we're showing. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we're doing consistently defensively is our ability to recover. And we talked about it even early in the season, right, when the DBs would get beat, boom, they come right back, lock up the receiver, get a PBU, get an interception, whatever the case may be. You saw another example of it again today. Didn't have to do it as much. But anytime Saquon got loose just a little bit, we came right back, man, stuffed him in the backfield, right? That's a sign of a young defense that's continuing to mature and collectively come together. Big ups, Dave Wyman's favorite player. Cody Barton. <laughs> he had himself a sack. Should have had a pick to seal the game. It's all good. It was on fourth down. And when you start seeing guys like that make plays who you don't necessarily depend on to make plays, that means uh, things are going good, man. I just like looking at the stat sheet and seeing a whole bunch of names on that thing, man. They must be having a good time in the, in the locker room right now. Cause right. Because Pete's usually here by now. <laughs> he got his shirt off, man. Yeah. <laughs> they celebrate. Well, you beat, you beat look, look, we beat the Chargers last week. They were four and two. We just beat the Giants six and one. So now we're beating teams that were playing well. And so we're, we're a hot team. We go down to Arizona next week, got Tampa Bay in Germany. You know, if it, beginning of the season, I said, whew, those are two tough games. And they'll be tough, but I think we might be favored in both of them. Yep, I like our chances. Yep. Hey, let's pause 10 seconds to give our network stations a chance to identify themselves here on the Seattle Seahawks radio network. Seattle Seahawks station. Cairo, Cairo radio. A conversation. Breaking news direct from the sidelines. And where the 12s hear the Seahawks. KIRO FM Tacoma, Seattle. All right, fellas, we are still anticipating Pete Carroll to step up to the podium. Something tells me he's going to have that excited stutter he gets going every time again. Like, man, man, you know how Pete Carroll gets. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna see some of that. We're also going to get other players at the podium. We're going to go to Jim Mueller in the locker room. Uh, a whole bunch of stuff, man. If, if there's one player that you're, you're uh, anticipating uh, listening to, who would it be? Who's your guy, Turbo? Oh, that's a good one. Um... You know, I always enjoy Quandre because he gonna, he's going to step up to the podium and keep it solid. He's just 100 <laughs> the whole time. You know, he's not going to sugarcoat it for nobody. You know, he won't be too excited for the win, never never too down after a loss. Boom, he's even kill. So, yeah. Easy one for me, Gino. Gino, hey, yeah. Look, man, he played with the Giants. I, this was a big game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, 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 I'm really happy for him. I mean, this has just been a nice little – evolution of him uh turning into be an elite quarterback um i'm just i, I can't wait to hear him I, as a matter of fact every one of his press conferences to me are so uplift i don't know maybe uplift am i getting a little whatever i'm, I'm getting right now but i'm just I'm, I'm excited to hear from him yeah he he tends to level set for me that's that's kind of what i like about gino he doesn't get uh he he can celebrate what he's done and still keep in perspective what he needs to get better at and uh, and so to me that's kind of like the mantra of the team, and that's kind of like Pete's deal. Like you can acknowledge, you know, the, the places you need to get done, and also celebrate the the things you do well. So Gino does a really good job of being like uh, really authentic about what it is he's saying and, and what he. And so it makes you believe it. It's more believable. I guess I put it that way. But you know what I can uh, appreciate about Gino is he never feeds into like the 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 noise in the media, everybody's praising him. He, mm-hmm. he just keeps saying, okay, I'm cool, I'm chilling, I'm trying to get better, I can always get better, I can always do more. And You love that about your quarterback. Yeah. All so right, there love. he is, Pete Beating. Carroll. Let's, uh, let's go to the podium. Boy, that was a, uh, a really satisfying win. And uh, we had, this was one of those games when you got so much respect for the other team and what they've been playing like and accomplishing 
the accomplishment of players and the way that, that Brian has done such a great job with these guys and going that, uh, you know, we held this, this matchup in high regard. And to play that well across the board, all three phases were on it. Uh, our effort was terrific. Our hitting was great. Um, we had, the team had two penalties, <clears throat> and then I had one. Uh, but <laughs> that was terrible. But um, it was a good call, not a bad call. But... Um, just a complete win here at Lumen for everybody. And, and I know that, uh, you know, we've been, it's kind of been on alert, you know, what's going on here? You know, what are these guys doing? Well, how, how's this happening? Um, they're hanging together and they're, they're playing together and they're, they're, they know that they can improve and they know that there's areas in their football that they can get better. And so, uh, I mean, there's just nobody satisfied at all, and it's a great feeling. Uh, it's the way you want your team to be at this time here with midway point, all but, and, uh, um, you know we're in we're in good position in the division to you know to, to make some noise if we can keep rolling, uh, but it's about what, where we're going. And these guys have, have kept their eye on it. Uh, Tyler's done a great job of keeping the message solid about that. This is the story's not written yet, and we got a lot to do. And and uh, it's just a really cool feeling for these guys, and, and they've accomplished a tremendous amount in in, in half a season. So. Um, uh, the defense was great today. They played great football. Um, this is a team that was rushing for 170 something, you know, and and, uh, and with an incredible back. And and he doesn't get going today, and and they don't get going today. And it was all day job. It wasn't like in flashes. It was all day long. We played consistently hard and tough and solid and disciplined and strict, yeah, just like we needed to. And I thought Clint and his guys did a great job today. I mean, the, the game plan was was excellent. Um, there was just so few plays in there that were that got out of out of hand, and just a couple of them, and that, you know that they they were good enough to get some points out of it. But just all in all, it's a great day's work. All the sacks that happened, Chenna again, run and pass, two sacks today. Um, uh, Mafe gets his first one, great for him. He's playing good. He played really well today. Did some really good things. Um, Mike Jackson had a heck of a game today. It seemed. Um, it just, I mean, there's, I, I can talk about all of them because everybody did something good today. Um, Gino again, solid as a rock, um, you know, right on point with the whole day's work. Um, handled the line of scrimmage beautifully. They did all kinds of stuff at us, and he dealt with it and handled it and checked off and, and did the things we need to do in the game plan to keep it moving. They, they're they're a tough team to deal with. They, they're very very high tech in what they do on, on defense and the stuff they throw at you. And it, and it called for the, the quarterback to really be in command. And even and the when Austin uh, goes out and gets it gets banged up, and, and then Kyle comes in to keep that flow going and to continue to play winning football was really uh, it's just a tribute to the guys doing the work and, and, the, and the players and, and everybody being on board and all of that so man there's just praise to go everywhere nothing more favorite than than knocking the ball out of their hands and taking the ball off them on, on special teams uh dis had had a great hit homer had a great hit uh, uh to, to do that i think dis recovered homers um it was just yeah it was just exactly the way we want to do it and uh the stadium felt it and they were with us and they they were you know we played to them the whole time uh and all the way to the end when, when you can feel the pass rushes picking up and they're going backwards and you know it was like it was a, a, a last time we were here too um it, it's it's happening and i'm really excited about it so and we're just really we're just getting warmed up we're right in the middle of it all and we got a long ways to go for, for Tyler to bounce back with that touchdown, I mean, he never drops anything Huge. to have that drop and then Huge. come back with that touchdown. Tyler is the he's the best receiver I've ever been around. I've never seen anybody do all of the things so consistently for such a long time. Of course he's going to make a double move and score a touchdown. You know, of course he's going to come back. It was just a matter. I thought I told him I, th I think you're going to get two before that before it happened. I just had a feeling he would just he was going to do something. And sure enough, he runs just a great 
double move and, and gets in the end zone just to let you know who he is again. And, and uh, so, I mean, everybody's going to you know, make a mistake sometime. Is that what you said to him when you kind of knelt down to console him during the game? That, told like, me I told him he's the best receiver I've ever seen. And, you know, you're going to do something. I can't wait. You're going to score twice. I know something's going to happen right there. Anyway, so I, I, it's no prophecy. It's just loving the kid up because he is who he is and, and uh, he's an amazing player. What do you make of DK's performance going out there? Uh, let's say both those guys. For both those guys to play, uh, Locke got hurt on Thursday, or, or I think it was Thursday, the last play of practice. He, he, he got a little thing going in his rib cage, uh, but he never, never wavered he was going to play. When DK showed up on Friday's practice, we didn't know if he could play or not. We didn't know if he could go. And, and he, he ripped around the field, showed us that, yeah, he could do it. And for however, you know, however he pulled that together, he did. That was a phenomenal effort by him to, to hang through it and, and, to, and then to play like that, too, and play great football for us. Those two guys, are, they're just champions, man. Did he make it through okay? DK? As far as I know. What about Lockett after he dropped that pass made you go tell him that at that point, other than because I know he took it hard. I, I, he was disappointed, you know. I mean, he's trying to—he's—he's he's trying to be the leader in, the, in every. He, you know, he's a—he's one of the great players that ever played this game, and and he's and so he's got high expectations for himself, and so, and I love him, and and so I just—that's it, you know, just loved him up, just like he deserved. Going into the Cardinals game, winding the clock back a little bit, you team only had eight sacks, and in the last three weeks you guys have had 14. I mean, what has shifted that has made this a little more consistent, sustainable the, the, really, it's force? The, it's the guys. We, we're, we adjusted some things, and they embraced it, and, and they have just taken off and gone with it. It's the, you know, it's, it's the guys that are doing the job. It's all of those guys. It's the edge guys that are rushing. Chen has been magnificent. Uh, it doesn't matter who the other guys on the other side. We're, we're continuing to find ways to get heat, and we're not, we're not blitzing them to do it. We're, they're doing it. They're doing it with their rushes and, uh, and their effort and, and their the connection, you know, the continuity of the rushes and all. So um, they, they, the players deserve all of the credit. Of course, you know, Clint's got to call them and all that, but he, he saw how to cut these guys loose. They took to it, and it hasn't been the same since. So it seemed like Bruce was really active in the backfield. Shoot, he looked great today. He looked, you know, I mean, he was all over the place. Just missed his darn sack right off the bat. And, uh, but he's helping us. It's really good to have him here. He's, he, he connects us with, with the history somewhat. And, and I, I don't want to make too much of that because these guys don't even know, you know, but he does. And he knows, he knows the, the, the mentality and the kind of just the hardness of how we approach stuff. And he is that. He always has been. So um, I was talking to Cam and, and uh, Ben and, and uh, Cliff before the game. And they know they can see it, too, that he kind of gives that, that connection. Look at how we're playing. We look like the teams that, that we look like we used to look. And the stadium is rocking like it used to rock. And we're, we're, we're playing the kind of football that, that gives the chance to win every time we go out. And, and uh, I think he's, he's going to help us all the way down the whole stretch. I think it's going to be a really important part of it. Man, we tackled really well. We played great uh, scheme uh, defense. We kept him in, in. I don't know how we could. I, wouldn't, I mean, you say he's going to average 2.7 a rush in, this, in a game. We're, I, I would never have thought you could do that to the guy because I have him in such high regard. But everybody had to contribute to do that. And uh, it, scheme, approach, uh, overall, uh, the players embracing the idea how we were going to do it and what we were trying to get done. The guys on the edge did a great job. The outside backers did a fantastic job today in keeping that from, from popping and getting out. The quarterback, too. You know, the quarterback did not did not get his space that he usually gets, and it really goes to the outside linebackers to, to, to maintain that. They were really key in this game plan. You said it's a cool feeling for everybody. Is it any cooler just knowing 
what was what the outside expectations were of your team? Uh, you know. I mean, we're, we're, you know, we're human, you know, we know what, we know how that was all, you know, passed about and, and, uh, but that's, that kind of motivation isn't the kind of motivation that makes the difference. It's, you got to be way deeper than that. It's got to be way more from in, intrinsic than that. Uh, but it's fun. You know, we have fun with it. Yeah. I mean, Tyler said something again today. He reminded the guys that, you know, nobody thought we'd be here, you know, but, uh, yeah, we're, we have a long ways to go. That's yeah. It's really normal and natural. I, I, I understand why you asked the question and all that because it's kind of but not that big a deal. Now that you've tied Bud Grant, do, do you have more of a thought on, on what that means to you? Hmm. Um, I don't have a good thought on, on what it means. I did get him on the phone and, and talk to him here just to, just to kick it around because I just had to try to make it make it real because it does it, it's i mean I, I can't tell you how much i love the guy and how much i've respected him throughout my career and the opportunity that he gave me to get me back in the league i've been here in the league one year i got fired got thrown out of it and he gave me a chance to come back i don't know why he saw it but he did and from that point forward this the relationship that we had has just been meaningful to me in everything that i've done you know and so i it doesn't even make sense to me and i, I said now could this possibly be yeah he said yeah it is it is it you know like hey same thing well it ain't that big a deal you know we neither one of us think it's that big a deal but to me it is just because it's 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 bud you know and, and uh Anyway, you know, it's one of the things that I think that it does state, though, or, that I'm, I'm really proud of is being in this organization for so many years and to have the consistency that we've had to give us a chance to keep coming back. You know, <laughs> a lot of coaches don't get them as many chances as I've, as I've had. And uh, to, 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 to be able to stay in this organization is because of the ownership. It goes right back to Paul and Jody and what they've done and how they've structured this thing to give us a chance th for the consistency and the expectations of the excellence and the standards that we operate by. Um, Jody's doing a magnificent job. And I know you, I've always said that she don't know well enough what she's like and where she, what she's all about, but she is so so clear and so powerfully uh, grounded in what, what it takes to be great for our fans. And that's what she cares about. She wants us to win for the people in the Northwest. And, uh, and so she's, she's tough. She's firm. She's having a blast. She's everything, you know, and, and, uh, but without that kind of security and, and support, man, I, you know, they had thrown me out of here a long time ago. It's like they do, you know, and, and uh, so I've, I feel very indebted to uh, the family and their their confidence in, in, in Johnny and, you know, having this chance to do this. I mean, everything we did here was with John. I mean, me, Pete, John, right next to each other on this whole thing. And, and uh, so, anyway. Pete, how did uh, Ryan Neal come out of the game? He's cramping. He, both hamstrings, that bugger, he goes back in the game. He, he, he had both hamstrings cramping, and he tried, to, he tried to stiff his way back on the field to play. Uh, um, so his timeout wasn't any worse than, than the one I caused because I got the penalty, so we're both, we both screwed up. How's Daryl Taylor doing? Um, he he just couldn't he couldn't hang. He he tried he, he gallant effort to get out there and go. He had a little bit of a he's got a hip thing that's kind of groin hip thing that's that's bothering him. That isn't a real serious injury, but yet it's not, he's not through it yet. He thought he could make it. He went and started and tried and, and then he couldn't. So we had to we had to pull him out. So I, I don't know what that means for this week. I, don't, I have no no idea. The, the impact of Travis Homer. We asked you on Friday. Uh, Blair wasn't going to play. Blair was going to play, and you said Travis Homer was going to. You know, he's ready to play. Just his impact on special teams and on offense. He had a couple carries. Yeah, he he was he was great. If you guys remember, uh, T. Homer, he, he was looking great all the way through the preseason. He looked like he was shot out of a cannon carrying the football, and he's always a, a just 
magnificent factor in special teams. And so we really missed him when he wasn't there for these, these four weeks. To get him back on the field, look how obvious it was. Look how good he is, how, how much of a factor he is. And to fill in when we didn't have Nick Bloor, to get that kind of production on our special teams, it was like an ode to Nick. You know, they, they, they gave it to him. Uh, those guys were freaking flying and smacking him to get the ball knocked around like they did. And so the fact that Homer was part of that and, and part of some of the offense as well, he is a big plus to get back out there, and we, we need him. And Chen a couple times. What did you think of his coverage down the sideline? Yeah, yeah. Look what he did. He's in the backfield, rushing the passer for a couple. He had a couple hits in the backfield. Had a great, uh, a great play where he penetrates and gets about a five or six yard loss. And then next thing you know, he's was it was a safe one on that one too. Yeah. Oh, come on. He, he won't forget that one. It was a great play. You guys made a pretty big investment in Chen. What do you feel like you've got? Out of oh, okay. he, he's leading us. He's leading us, and in, in every aspect, he's leading us, and and. Uh, He's, I don't know how well you guys know him, but he's just so true blue. He's the real deal. He loves the game. He loves to play. He loves his teammates. He gives you everything he got. He practices every day, studies every day. He throws his body every which way. He's played more plays than probably anybody on defense, but the, but the corners, you know, and, and the safety. But he's played so much football for us. He's done everything. I mean, he had a great game today. Two sacks, is that right? Two sacks and a tackle in the backfield and, and running down with, you know, the, the best player in the NFL trying to catch a touchdown pass, you know, so pretty cool. Did Jordan Brooks get a little up there late? I don't think so. Okay. Didn't he have a great tackle on, on, on Saquon? Oh, man, what a play. Austin White. What did happen with Austin? Um, a little knee sprain that um, he, he could have gone back in, and uh, we said let's let's wait. And he was only, we held him off to be only in an emergency. So uh, Kyle did a great job that, to get in there and, and step in. And Gabe Jackson. Sorry. Gabe Jackson. Um, we just rotated those guys. We, yeah, we we didn't want to over overplay them. Did you hear that you coach the Mariners now? What are you talking about? <laughs> when you collided with the rough, the rough Jerome said. No way. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I, I got you know, I can do a little hit and run now. <laughs> Scott's got it wired. I don't need, he don't need me. To see Gino come through with those drives in the fourth quarter, he basically drove me for two touchdowns yeah. there in the fourth quarter in a tie game. What does that say that this play is pretty good? He's, 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 he's a real deal. This is the real, we're seeing him. There's no, there's no mystery or he's going to run out of gas or something. It's not like that. He knows exactly what he's doing, and he, and he shows you week in and week out, throw after throw after throw. And, and uh, there's nothing for us to, to hold him in, but in the highest of expectations, really. And, and so um, I'm, it, what a thrilling story for the kid, you know. And, and he just hung in there so tough and, and outlasted it, and, and now he's, he's enjoying all the fun of it. And, and uh, so yeah, he did great. You've won uh, national championships, Rose Bowl, Super Bowl. Given the circumstances, have you had more fun coaching than this team and this team? Uh, I had a lot of fun now <laughs> over the years. Um, th this is really special. This is a very special opportunity right now. And it's it's been because of all of the hype and the circumstances and all that and the challenge of it and the doubting and you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I, I like I like. I like this challenge. I like this whole thing. I've liked it from the start, and uh, we wouldn't be here. And, and but the fact that the guys are coming through, it's because because of the way they've worked and, and how they're bringing themselves to work every day and how much they care about it. It just makes it like it's a it's a coach's thrill. It really is, and, and that's all we could hope for. And, and I hate that we were crappy early in the year and we weren't doing stuff right, but. You know, we held on to it, and we knew where we could. We, knew, we felt like we knew where we could go, and we're getting going. So, uh, it's uh, you know, all, all the people that doubt, like you, you're losing. You know, 
you know, like we run the ball too much. You don't understand football, and you know, you don't, you know, you can't stay up with the the, the new game and all that kind of stuff. That's a bunch of crap. I'm telling you. <laughs> Look, we're doing fine. We're all right. So, I don't mind proving it day in and day out. Ken, Ken Walker, they sort of bottled him up early, but then he comes back. And yeah, how about the what the heck did he do on the run? He's going, he's getting, he's falling down, and then he's not, and he's in the end zone. I don't know how that happened. That just was a shocking play to me. It was similar to the to the. He's had a couple. You know, he's had. A, remember, he had one on the sidelines in front of our bench the other day, a, a couple weeks ago. But that play right there, just I was shocked. I don't know if the crowd could feel it. He was going down. He was on his way to the ground, and then all of a sudden, he got his feet underneath him, and he breaks the next tackle, and he's in the end zone. I don't know. It was an amazing play. Uh, I can't wait to study it up. Anything else? Are we having any fun yet? Thank you. Thank you. All right. That was an excited Pete Carroll. Today's game is presented by USAA. Official salute to service partner of the Seattle Seahawks. When we return, we will hear from more players as they step up to the podium. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Welcome back to the post game show. We're going right to the podium with DK Lockett and Geno Smith. I mean, it felt great. You know, um, one of the things that we talked about was, um, you know, Geno and DK was able to get that drive going just with being able to start it off um, with some catches. We we took advantage of how the defense was playing us and stuff like that, and um, we kind of saw on film opportunities that we can be able to take advantage of um, against Adori. And so luckily we had a chance to be able to do that and we were able to score. But, I mean, that stuff doesn't happen if we don't have a line, if we don't have a coach that, you know, calls those type of play calls. And Gino being able to have faith in us, you know, we, we might drop some passes. We might not get open at times. But, hey, man, he's still going to throw it and he's still going to give us a chance. And so we go out there and make the best out of it. Uh, yeah, so uh, that play, we had just called that play um, right before, and I threw it to DK on the out. And then uh, Shane did a great job of getting right back to it. Tyler, I was giving him a different route. Tyler noticed that the, the DB was sitting. He was squatting. So he signaled me um, one of our double moves, and so I gave it to him. He went out there. He, you know, made a great play, um, got the guy to sit down, stutter his feet, and then went by him. And, uh, you know, that, like you said, man, that's just an opportunity for us to kind of seal the game right there. And, I mean, you can just see us getting better as the games go along. Yeah, just trying to get the ball out as fast as I could, um, you know, really relying on my line and just going, you know, one hitch, getting the ball out, uh, not holding the ball. They're playing man coverage, so you pretty much know, you know, where your answers are, uh, where your matchups are, and then just getting the ball out on time, in rhythm. Uh, they got a few times where they got me there. Uh, obviously, don't want to have that happen, but, you know, still got to move on and continue to play. You know, as an offense, how much do you like it when it's fourth down? They keep you on the field, then fourth down again, twice, just twice to, to stay on the field. Uh, I love it. I love it, man. I love the confidence Pete's showing in all of us. Um, I love the confidence Shane has in us. Uh, and then we know our defense, you know, if, if it doesn't go the way we want, you know, our defense is going to go out there and, and get the ball back. So um, I think that's just us playing team ball and everybody believing and playing together. Tyler, uh, Pete said you talked to the team a little bit about kind of the low expectations that greeted you guys and all that, and just kind of, you know, obviously you're, you're five and three in the first place right now. And just, I guess, kind of being the longest tenured guy on the team now, how, how have you seen that? What, what, what did you, how have you seen this team kind of be able to overcome all that this year? Uh, well, I think the biggest thing is um, it's amazing what we can accomplish when nobody cares who gets the credit. You know, my high school coach used to always talk about that basketball coach. And when you look at this team that we have, I mean, we have a bunch of guys that are willing to buy in. When you look at the rookie class, like uh, they probably haven't said 500 words since they've been here. 
Like, they just put their head down and work, like, literally. And they listen, they do whatever you want them to be able to do, and they go out there and they shine each and every week. And so for us, I mean, you know, everybody says we all we got, we all we need, but, like, we know that there's going to be wins and losses throughout the season, and you just got to be able to learn how to overcome whatever comes your way. We always talk about building a foundation um, and just being able to lay lay different bricks, like, you know, brick by brick. It might not always be the best outcome, but sometimes you can learn from the bad things as well. And so I think we're doing a great job, man, just trying to take one week at a time, getting better, not getting comfortable, and it's starting to show. Gino, that last touchdown drive, the very first play, I think, you noticed a zero blitz and the get of the block, but to, to Marquise on the side, it kind of got you guys kicks. It could be a small play in retrospect, but it seemed like that kind of got you guys moving, kick-started that whole drive. What just... Kind of how did that play into it for you guys? Yeah, I think that was just kind of in the works. Um, you know, they've been playing. They get, I think they gave us like 20 cover zeros, which is probably the most I've ever had in my life. And so that's what they do. And so, you know, that was already in the works. Uh, we talked about it at halftime that if they're going to give us that much space and go zero, it's basically one-on-one -on -one with the corner and he's 10 yards off. And so, uh, again, it was just a play where we noticed uh, they were in zero and we had an answer for it. DK, you've played with Tyler a while now. How how confident were you after the drop that he was going to come back with the play? Um, well, what I've learned with Tyler is uh, if he drops 10, just be be on the lookout for the next 10 because he's going he's gonna to make a spectacular play somewhere in there. So, you know, I've played with him for four years now. Um, he's been the same person since day one, you know, always work hard, always reliable, um, and, you know, like a big brother to me. So I'm just happy I get to play with him. Gino, if you mentioned the crowd, you know, how stadiums rocking like, like it used to rock in uh i mean from afar you know when i wasn't here in seattle i had always uh admired just the atmosphere you know if you watch it on tv if you ever played here as an uh as an opponent you you, you know you're in awe of just how loud it is and how how crazy it is you know it's one of those stadiums where you actually look forward to going into and so being um you know on the home side uh it really it really is a blessing because we know our fans are going to make it hard on the other team every single time they come in and also you know they're cheering us on and we're doing well so you know obviously it gives them something to cheer for so uh we just want to continue that and make sure that um they're always uh ecstatic with our play and they're always happy and cheering us on and also making it hard on the other teams Gio, will you also be attending bk's halloween party uh, I would love to, but I have other. I, I was not invited. I was invited, but I got other obligations. Yeah, I was invited, but I got other obligations. So uh, I'm gonna leave that up to them. Okay, I do have a real question, really quick. Um, you were talking with Diestridge after a play that looked like there was a miscommunication. Have you found yourself taking on that role even more, just pulling aside a young guy? Hey, here's what I saw. Yes, um, you know, and D's a great player, and he's going to be continue to be an outstanding player. He's still young, still learning and growing, and uh, he's so hard on himself about wanting to do the right thing and wanting to be a great player. And uh, you know, sometimes you know it takes someone else to come and speak to you just for you to kind of relax a little bit. And I, you know, I saw that in that moment. You know, I, I just needed to do that for him. Uh, he's, you know, he's like a brother to me. Uh, we spent a lot of time studying together and just trying to make sure he got right. You know, when he was injured. And uh, I look forward to him just continuing to blossom. Um, but, you know, my role is to make sure that every guy on, on this team, every guy on, the, on this offense is prepared and ready to go mentally and physically. Tyler, what happened with your oblique or whatever? 
trying to figure out the same thing. Do you feel any vindication or get any sense of revenge out of being the Giants, considering how you were treated there at the end despite how professionally you carried yourself? Uh, not at all. Um, you know, I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, I spent one year with the Giants, and so uh, that year to me was like a blur. And, uh, you know, my life has moved on from then. Uh, I don't have any remorse towards anyone there. Uh, in fact, you know, this to me, this game was for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese. They believed in me. And so as far as, you know, any other thing, I don't really care for it. Um, you know, I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, it's like a family here. Uh, you know, it feels like home. And so I'm just enjoying my time here and continuing to work hard with these guys and, you know, just trying to be the best we can be. You had a front row seat for some of Ken's big runs, his touchdown run. What was that one like from your vantage point? Another great one. You know, Ken is, uh, we were talking right before that drive about the best running backs close out games. You know, the, you, the defense knows we're running the ball. Everyone in the stadium knows we're running the ball. You're probably going to have to make somebody miss, which he made two or three guys miss on that one. And uh, he's showing you, you know, why he was drafted so high and, and why he's just such an explosive and amazing player. Speaking of, go ahead. You know, you had all those close losses last year when you get to start in, in situations that you were, you know, given an opportunity to win, just couldn't quite get over the hump. And now here we are, the last three weeks now, you've been able to get those signature drives to put games away. What do you think are the biggest differences there from where you were at last year when the offense was at last year to now being able to finish these games? Uh, I just think everyone's just uh, locked in and focused on finishing, you know, and I think that was the same thing last year. It just didn't go our way. But um, we got to continue to just stay locked in and, and, and focus on those moments. Like you said, man, uh, there's times in the game where you can go and finish the game and you can go and win the game for your team. And as an offense, that's what you want. You know, that's what you really want. So just knowing that what the situation is and then obviously going out there and making it happen, uh, you know, it's hard. It's not easy. But, you know, we try and get it done every time. Speaking of being locked in and focused, the offensive line, you lose the center, comes back in, and then you're shifting. What can you say about that continuity there? Man, it just speaks volumes to our team, to the coaching. Um, we got a lot of depth. Uh, we got guys on. Uh, I'm one of those guys who, you know, was on the bench and then got in and got an opportunity. And so uh, there's a lot of depth and a lot of really good players on this team, uh, a couple guys who just need opportunities. And you can see where the coaching shows up is where guys go down and then guys step up and continue to play well. Man, we just got one win today. You know, we, we only got a chance to play one game today and we won it. And uh, we got to continue to play hard throughout the season. Uh, every single game is going to be a test. You know, we know that. Uh, we always talk about each game being a championship opportunity. And so we're just going to continue to focus on it day by day, not get caught up in, uh, you know, the outside noise and uh, just do what we do. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, that was the trio, Geno Smith, Tyler Lockett, and DK Metcalf. Hey, we have a winner for the Seahawks 50-50 raffle. The jackpot today was $148,910. So that means the winner will take home $74,455. The rest of the money will be donated to Spirit of 12 nonprofit partners. The winning ticket, here's the number, 136 852 7108. If that is you, go to Seahawks.com slash 5050 for more info and instructions on how to redeem your winning ticket. Congratulations. I am jealous. Okay, when we return, uh, we're going to break down this game even more. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. The guys are going up, penetrating, and doing their deal. And um, for us, you know, I think we're all just comfortable just being around each other and understanding each every, everybody's strengths and, you know, understand what we do best. And 
Um, the coaches have, have been phenomenal also, you know, and they just kind of let us be ourselves and, you know, let us let us take it by the reins and let us figure it out. What has Bruce Irvin brought back to this group? I mean, B.I.'s, I mean, I, I, I still remember when B.I. texted me and was like, yo, guess who want me to come work out? And I'm like, come back now. Like, come back now, you know what I mean? But for me, I think B.I. is one of those guys that just, you know, he keeps us all, you know, on our toes because – I mean, he's been here, you know what I mean? He's been here when those guys won championships and things like that. And, um, you know, we can always lean on him, you know, and I always tell guys, like, I ain't got to be the bad guy all the time anymore. You know, we got another guy that can talk trash and, you know, kind of get in people's face and let people understand, you know, that what the standard is around here. He was saying this stadium was rocking like it used to rock. Does it feel different this year with the crowds? Maybe just a little more energy or something? I mean, I think it's always loud, but I think – you know, these these few home games, it's like it's been it's been crazy loud. You know, what I mean that's what's dope. You know, we love to come back home, play in front of the fans and you run out the tunnel and you know, they announce your name and it's just so loud. Like it's just the respect of, you know, playing in front of our crowd and knowing that we gotta go out there and teams gotta deal with our crowd. You know what I mean? We going out there, we just having fun flying around. We know they're yelling for us, you know what I mean? So for us, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. And, I mean, I love playing here. You guys know how I feel about, you know, this crowd, this atmosphere. I've always bragged about it. And um, I think it's, you know, um, it's, it's the best in the NFL for sure. All right, that was Quandre Diggs. He had a couple hits today. Set. I think it was a tight end set him down on his rear end or set him on his wallet, as Steve Rabel would say. <laughs> um, Quandre, man, we still haven't got any interceptions from him, but uh, I feel like his tackling has gotten better, right? There was a couple weeks where it seemed like he was missing some plays he normally would make. Um, but he's coming along, man, and I think that uh, as long as it's a cohesive unit and every week we see improvement, I'm good with it. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it was last week or during the week he said that uh, – he felt like he didn't make some plays because he was not really trusting his leg, you know, coming back from the injury. And so uh, uh, it seems like today he was running around a little bit more energy, maybe feeling better on that on that leg. But just everybody was just like flying around, dude, making big hits, good tackles, uh, you know, you know, coming into the season after the preseason, all the missed tackling that was going on. That that thing seems to have taken care of itself. Quandre's fine. He's fine. Let's forget the interceptions. They come when they come. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't force that. But here's what he's doing. And even today's game, there were times Barkley broke some tackles. They yeah. just got went unnoticed because all of a sudden Quandre twice got him up right. from his free safety spot. So he ended up being a two-yard play. If he's not there, now you're out in the open field on it. The other thing is, look, he's got two young starting corner rookies. Michael Jackson, you know, he's a little older, but I'm talking experience. You got Wooten as well, and you got Kobe Bryant there. You got Ryan Neal. I don't have Jamal. So he's coordinating everything, mm-hmm. and that's his. that should be his number one focus. He's he's a good player. We don't see a lot of things getting over the top on us. Um, there's been some times when we've had like a blitz or something where he had to come from the free safety spot and all of a sudden have to tight. Uh, make a tackle on a wide receiver, you know, 10 yards deep, and he's got a three, three-way three go. And that, that's, that happens at times. But I actually think he's playing fine. Mm-hmm. He's just maybe not getting the big plays that he would love to have. Just take care of that secondary right now. The, the plays will come his way. Yeah, he's certainly playing 
lights out. I mean, he's playing a lot better, I should say, but he played lights out today. And, yeah. you know, Paul, I, I'm glad you mentioned, you know, some of those tackles that he made in, in open space with the running backs, you know, those catches with the wide receivers, because if he doesn't, those turn into explosive plays. I mean, they're they're running for a lot of yards, you know, potentially can turn those into big touchdowns. And so, you know, it's great to see him step up as a leader by example, you know, and, and I'm sure he's doing some vocal things as well. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it's funny. We, we talked about the argument. Remember Jordan Brooks and, and, and Quandre on the mm. sideline? And ever since then, I mean, I mean, Diva's already getting better, but boom. I mean, they've been playing lights out, and they've been together, right? I mean, the communication, you could just tell. Mm. Everybody is on one accord, uh, and, it, you know, it starts, obviously, Jordan Brooks is the quarterback of the defense, but, man, uh, Quandre's been the heartbeat of this team on this on the defensive side of the ball all season long. Right, and I just want to double down on what you said, Paul. When the free safety is doing things right, he shouldn't really have a bunch of stats, right? Everything's covered. He's the last line of defense. He, he's in the right spot, so the quarterback is looking away from that. There's not a bunch of open seams and gaps right down the middle. So tips and overthrows, maybe he, he, he may get some of those, but he is the last line of defense down there. So just like you said, he got the young corners. He, he, he's making sure they're straight, and I love what he's doing. And just like you said, Turbo, man, he's playing lights out. So it's a good look. All right, I'm going a, I'm to a defer to the DBs over there. If y'all say Quandre good, I'm going to say, all right, Quandre good, okay? Good. Hey, y'all were on my receivers earlier, okay? I appreciate you guys holding us accountable, but uh, we bounced back. So I'm not going to day, come man. back on that. It was good. All right, hey, lots more to do when we get back. We're going to get interviews from Jim Mueller down in the locker room. See us get it done against the New York Giants 27-13. to Will Disley, perhaps you can explain to me how it was you were able to convert a fourth down on that scoring drive. I completely lost the ball on that shovel pass that went to you. But you knew it was a shovel pass, so you didn't. No, I was, uh, I was Shane. I can't even take credit for that. It was a cool play design. Um, you know, Gina did a good job executing. It's a lot of ball handling uh, right there, and he, uh, he, get, he gets the job done. Was that specifically for the Giants front, or is that just a play you have when you need it? I don't want to discuss plays, you know. Uh, <laughs> it was a good play, well-timed call, and uh, happy to get the first down, happy to go get a score. And the fact that you converted it on two fourth downs on that drive, it shows a lot of faith in the offense, but what's the carryover throughout the game? Yeah, I mean that's a tough, tough game. You know, we got to tip our cap to the Giants. They're they're no scrubs. You know, there's a reason why they were six and one coming in here, and uh, you know that's just kind of the type of games that we were expecting. You know, it's going to be a slugfest, and things are going to be slow to start, and then it's going to pick up in the second half, and uh, we just got to do right. Did you expect the physicality and to match that physicality that you expected coming in? Yeah, I mean, we got some hitters on our team. Uh, you know, there's dogs all over here just trying to make plays, trying to show up and, uh, you know, make the highlight highlight reel that B makes, and uh, it's been fun. Okay, so you make the highlight reel a couple of times on special teams. I don't think we've called your name on special teams as much as we did today. How'd you get in and punch that football out? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got a shout-out to our cap. Uh, he went down. Uh, so go check out his social media if you want to know who cap is. But uh, Nick Ballores. He's got jokes, but uh, you know I had to step up. Um, happy for Joey uh, B to get the fumble recovery, and then Homer uh, creating a play. So um, you know we got some dogs on special teams. You know they're hungry and they're making plays, trying to affect games. Yeah, but you were on the bottom of one of those piles recovering the fumble too, right? I mean you had to know that that was a huge game-changing play right there. Oh, well, I knew. Well, there was a lot of work to be done yet, so I wasn't celebrating quite yet. When you look ahead. I 
it's easy to think that this team is on a roll, there's nothing that's going to stand in their way, and you get a division opponent next week. Does any of that matter going into play Arizona? Uh, we play Arizona next week? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one week at a time. You know, we're happy to get a win uh, in front of our home fans. They showed up big for us tonight, and, uh, you know, we'll go on the road next week, get a job done against a division team, and uh, we'll see where this thing takes us. Right. Well, Disley, thanks so much. Michael Bumpus, we'll get that back to you. Thanks, Mueller. Turbo, you got a starter making plays on special teams, man. How big is that? It's huge. It's huge. And it's always been a philosophy of Pete's. You know, just because you're a starter on offense or defense doesn't mean you won't play special teams. Special teams is so important on this team. He wants the best guys on the unit, you know, where there's a lot of coaches around the league that refer to reserves you know i guess is a better word to use than backups no 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 it's too important not to have the best guys on the field during special teams moments those situational moments uh, of a football game and i mean how about you know uncle will man catches a touchdown pass on the shovel goes down gets the fumble man i mean that is what is the, i mean this is what this team is all about that's the makeup of this team you know i remember during my era you had guys like doug baldwin man i mean listen record-setting numbers at the wide receiver position. We heard earlier how, how Tyler broke some of those numbers, but Doug Baldwin blocked a lot of punts in his career, covered a lot of kicks. You know, Cam Chancellor, these guys, right? They played special teams. They play. I remember Bobby Wagner starting on punt on the line, you know, the first six, seven years of his career <laughs> before they finally took him off, man. And uh, so, you know, it, it's great to see guys be selfless and do whatever it takes to help this team win. A special team shout-out to Joey Blunt, UVA Wahua. Go, go Cavs. Is that what you guys say? That's all I got to say. Wahua. 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 What's that? Wahua. What's that? What that is? Wahua. It's like your Goku. All right. I get it. I get it. All right. Well, you know what? Before we, uh, you give us a history lesson on Wahua, let's go back to Jen Mueller. She's standing by with Bruce Irvin now. Bruce Irvin is now blinged up so we can have a conversation about this game. First of all, week two for you versus week one. What was your comfort level today versus last week? Uh, just getting out there earlier, getting started earlier. Uh, you know, last week I kind of had to wait a couple drives to get my feet wet, but uh, I got out there on the first couple series and, uh, you know, got it, got it going early. You almost got almost. to Daniel Jones. Man, that's going to that's gonna eat me up for the rest of the week. But he is a tough quarterback a to bring dude. down. He's a big dude. He's a big dude. What do you like about the way you played those plays, even without bringing him down? Uh, that's just good. You know, I think the coaches did a great job of, uh, of really repping that and uh, really uh, letting us know um, what they're going to do. That's why I was able to recognize it so quick. We had been practicing that the whole week. Was it just that look that he gave? Because there wasn't many yards for Saquon there either. He's done a better job than any team at no. stopping the rush. Yeah, I mean, we knew if we stopped Saquon, we had a very, uh, you know, a very good chance of, of being successful. Um, we knew that was their best player, and they wanted to feed him the ball. So we knew if we took him out of the game, uh, it was going to give us a great shot. What did that first quarter say about the way the game was going to go? Neither team scored, not a lot of yards there. Well, we knew it was going to be a physical game. Um, you know, from the film study all week, it showed a physical bunch who, you know, like to impose their will on, on, on defenders for four quarters. And uh, that was our main thing is just continue to go out there and keep fighting, keep fighting. And, uh, you know, I think we did great. Third down was a key stat for you guys. What was the key to keeping them from extending those drives? Just making our plays. Uh, guys coming up, making tackles. Guys uh, 
rushing and, you know, trying to keep Daniel Jones in the pocket, uh, you know, we did that and we got our chance to rush at the end and we closed it out. Okay, if you go back to the first scoring drive for your offense, they converted on two fourth downs. That shows a lot of confidence, but what does it do for the entire team? It just shows you got guys going ride. You know, the coach got great confidence in Geno and the offense, and I didn't even get up. I knew they was going to get it. So uh, it just, that just shows the, the camaraderie and the connection that this team is starting to form, and uh, it's only going to get better. This is a very different team than the last time you faced the Cardinals. Heck, you weren't even on the team then, but the Arizona, I know, but Arizona <laughs> is the next team up. What do these, the stretch of wins do going into that division game? They don't do nothing. Uh, we just continue to keep getting better. We got to go in, uh, celebrate tonight, but uh, come Tuesday or Wednesday, it's time to focus on AZ. So uh, just taking one week at a run, one week at a time and keep stacking them up week by week. All right, Bruce Irvin did not quite get to Daniel Jones, but bump, they did take him down five times in this one as we get this back to you. Thanks, Jen. Nah, true, he didn't get to him, but he blew up the running back in uh, Saquon Barkley, and he got to him that way. Um, how cool is it to see a dying breed, an 80s baby, in the <laughs> NFL still making plays? It's a real good look, man. And Bruce, he came in just like you said, Bump. He got the two for one. If you get the hit on the quarterback, quarterback runs into the running back. That's like a perfect play. But to see Bruce, out there, just like Pete said earlier, Pete Pete is uh, smart. So he uh, it kind of connects the team. It kind of uh, blasts from the past. And he brings you a lot of toughness and a guy that can rush off the edge. Still at his age, man, um, doing things. I know he talked about. Um, his first game and just how sore he was and stuff like that. I think he's getting his legs back, though, and I think he got his um, got everything ready. He's ready to play ball now, man, and make it happen. But it's real good to see Bruce out there. It's a real good look. You know, it's a fine line between not being on a squad and having an impact on a team. I mean, you know, here's Bruce who still has – you know, he still has the ability. I mean, that's what's crap. Watch him come off the yeah. edge. You know, maybe he's lost a half step or a step. I mean, he used to be one of the faster defensive ends in the league. But, you know, he's savvy. He's super strong. I mean, that we, we just talked about that play. I think he hit actually Jones mm -hmm. so hard that Jones, Jones yeah. laid out part right. Yeah. And that was a huge play. I mean, uh, there were some big, big, big things going on. He, he's a big part of it in his hustle. Um, you know, some of the older guys, you know, Shelby Harris. Huge plates, third down and 10. Daniel Jones breaks the pocket. He's got nothing but green sideline. Mm -hmm. And Shelby's trucking down, and he dives <laughs> and trips him up, and they got a punt. And we're up 20 to 13 at that time. That's a huge play. Um, so the old guys, the 80s, <laughs> the they, 80s they, they did well. Dying breed, as Bump said. Dying breed in this league, I tell you, fellas. <laughs> Say 12s, do you want access to exclusive ticket promotions and last-minute ticket releases before game day? Simply text Seahawks to 71211 and opt in to receive the latest offers. When we return, we're going to hear Travis Homer. He's standing by with Jim Miller. That is next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Player of the game. Mm. Man, this, that's hard. It is hard. It is hard. I'll jump in there. Jump. All right. Come I'm, on, Big Ray. I'm, I'm going go to I'm gonna go with Nuosu. Yeah, uh, I like yeah. that. I really? Like that. He had six total tackles. He had two, two sacks. sacks. He had two tackles for loss and two and two quarterback hits. And a forced fumble. And forced fumble. So this mm. dude was like, he's been 
uh, a really good find uh, for the for the Seahawks. And uh, all year he's been the guy that's been putting pressure on the quarterback. And now that the other guys are kind of coming to the party, it's just kind of, uh, you know, allowing him to shine even more. So just love his energy that he brings and his ability to finish his pass rush and get to the quarterback. I ain't mad at that. He might be the most consistent player all year for this defense. Oh, he definitely. Yeah, show. definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And, and an emotional leader, too. Yeah. I mean, he gets fired up. He's a veteran guy. Um, yeah, that was a really good sign. My all dude. right. Who's up? Turbo's thinking. We're going to pass I'll, him I'll, up. I'll, <laughs> deep I'll, I'll, I'll jump on He's this one, too. Space. Look, the last three games, because we usually give it to offensive players, the last three games the Seahawks have given up 315 yards, 329 yards, 225 yards. That's an average of 289 yards per game. They have not really given up a touchdown in two of the last three games. Against Arizona, that was a uh, punt block. Yep. That was their only touchdown. And today they had to get the ball at the two-yard line. So I'm saying – you haven't given up a touchdown in two of the last three games. I mean, so, but Saquon Barkley ran it in for a touchdown. From the two-yard line. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm like, just, I'm just really give you a hard You know what I'm saying. I'll I'm just like, give you a hard can, you, can, can I get it to the 10? <laughs> then I'll say But at the two, I'm like, okay, I, I, can't, I can't stop anything. But I hear you. I, they gave up a touchdown today. But come on, man. I mean, there's no drives. They've given up a touchdown two of the last three games. So I'm giving it to Nwosu as Nwosu. well. Part, I, I kind of want to – there's a silent guy in, in uh, Jordan Brooks because, man, he's the middle guy. They never broke through. Right. And uh, he, he only had five tackles, which means that the, the front, you know, four – or front three, front five now, I don't know whatever they are, did a pretty good job. But I'll go with Nwosu as well. All right, got two for Nwosu. True. All got? right, I think I'm going to jump over to the offensive side, man. And just for um, Geno Smith and how he stuck – with it throughout this game. He, he was uh, fired up, um, maybe a little bit frustrated early in the game because I kept hearing in the press box pressure on Geno Smith or the hit on Geno Smith mm-hmm. on those uh, throws he was making. So he, he was a little fired up this game, but he stayed with it, um, stayed positive, and was able to pick up guys and talk to Tyler Lockett and all that kind of stuff on the sideline. And he really um, played all the way through. It's not always going to be perfect, so I really like how he stayed in it and just kept fighting. Turbo has looked through by the, the way, whole stat book. By the way, to I would have gone with Gino <laughs> as well because of what they talked about, how difficult this game. He had 20, he thought around 20 zero coverages. They were running all kinds of different blitzes, coming, bringing guys from the slot, right. and how he had to keep checking. Look, I, I have no problem. Yeah. You could sway me, but yeah. I just feel mm-hmm. like the defense has been playing so well. Hey, you got a stamp of approval, love. so you're good. As long as Moyer is okay <laughs> with it. I'm in the you clear. you starting to find to get that spot <laughs> All right. All right, Turbo's still looking at the stat book. No, 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 no. You know, listen, because there's a, there's a couple of different ways you can go. Your yo, yo boy, Mike Jack, had a good game. You know what I'm saying? Seven tackles, you know, a couple uh, sure. uh, PBUs. But, listen, we done gave love to the defense. We done gave love to the O. Okay, so I'm going with the special team. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I actually, I, I, if, I'm if you going go with special teams. If you go where I think you're going, it's actually a good pick. I'm going special teams, and I'm going with Travis Homer. Ah, oh, I thought you were going somewhere else. <laughs> thought you thought was, I was going with? Uncle Will, first force fumble and a fumble recovery. Travis Homer had a force fumble, too, and a All couple right. tackles. So they All both right. had impact. In, in, in you know, in similar ways. Good old he, he took care of your position. And I just want, well. you know, he did. RBs, he did. you know, Uncle Will, he, 
you know, he didn't talk to me in the locker room. Well, I was going to say, plus, <laughs> plus you had yeah. Homer talk Trav to you this week. came and talked week. to me. He came and chopped it up with me, so there's, okay. you know, there's bond there. And, and he filled in for Nick Ballore today. He, big All right. impact. Big impact. Special for a special team teams unit that, is, that has had its struggles this season. Yeah. Right? And, you know, so – and. Coach Carroll talked about it before the game, right, in his interview. I think with Jim. You, you know, Nick Ballore out, Travis Homer coming back. That's a big deal. Look, look, like we, no, no, we get it. We get oh, it. Oh, oh, my bad. Oh, my bad. This campaign hey, you know season, Listen, though, so go I, for it. I worked in tech for a little while, learned some salesmen, you know. <laughs> So I'm just trying to. You're begging. I want to win. You're I want to win. This message okay. is paid for and approved. All right. So um, player of the game is Noel Sue because he had two two uh, two picks there. Okay. Say twas. Now is your chance to weigh in. Follow the Seahawks on Twitter and Instagram to vote for Kia's electric player of the game. Hey, it might be Travis Homer. Did, did Turbo just sell you on that? Let's see who it is, okay? The holidays are approaching. Now's the time to plan your holiday get-together. Reserve a Seahawks suite for the next game day to unlock exclusive benefits and experience Lumen Field on the next level. Explore options now on our new website just for suites. Visit suites.seahawks.com today. When we return, we will preview the Arizona Cardinals. That's coming up next on the Seahawks Radio Network. Now we look forward to the Arizona Cardinals. We saw them go to Minnesota today. They took a loss. DeAndre Hopkins is back. Different team than from the last time we saw them. What are we expecting, Moya? Probably a bunch of Hopkins, uh, for sure. I mean, we, obviously we didn't play him the first time. Uh, but, you know, we, we held them in check. Uh, you know, I mean, like Kyle Murray, he's a gifted athlete. I mean, you got to keep him somewhat bottled up and try not to have too many big plays and not beat, beat him with his legs. Um, but, you know, I, I also think this is a game the offense has got to really – got to score some points. I mean, yeah. Arizona's dangerous. We held them, though, at nine points in that game, really had a shutout for the defense uh, from a touchdown standpoint. But, look, you play two, the same team three weeks later in your division, on the road, really tough game. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, our defense, that's the game that they started kind of turning things around and, and playing a little better. So it is going to be interesting to see. I, I do think that the Seahawks on offense are going to have to uh, really control the clock too. Like just, I think some of their best defense will be their offenses, and that's not just scoring points but like long drives or, you know, keeping the ball for, you know, uh, keeping their offense off the field so Kyler Murray can't be explosive with uh, with Hopkins and all that. So it'll be interesting to see uh, the, our defense approach to it and then see if our offense continues to do what it's doing. One-on-one matchups, baby. And I'm excited to really see young T. Woolen go up against, you know, one of the – I mean, for a long time, I thought he was the best receiver in the league, mm-hmm. only because regardless of who his quarterback was in Houston, mm-hmm. and he was still putting up top numbers. And when you can do that, that's you. That you're, you're, you're the guy doing that. You're making everybody else around you, particularly your, your, your quarterback, better. And, uh, oh, man, would it be a great test. I mean, this is what you live mm-hmm. for right here as a young player to, to, to be able to play against the best, you know. And so uh, I'm looking forward to that because – Listen, you know, honestly, man, if if, if young T. Woolen, man, can, uh, you know, can win more than he loses, that's advantage Seahawks. Right. Um, I think it comes down to the Seahawks continuing not to beat themselves. If we've noticed, like, the penalties, we're not seeing a bunch of flags, a bunch of stuff that is uh, self-inflicted, right? Mm-hmm. And you let the other team 
make the mistakes, and that's when the turnovers come, and that's when the special teams can step up and do those type of things. So the Seahawks just got to play Seahawk ball, keep it clean, they keep it close, and let the other team make the mistakes. By the way, Hopkins today uh, targeted 13 times, 12 catches, 159 yards, and a touchdown. So mm. Woolen, Michael Jackson, Colby, yeah. Diggs. yeah. Neil, and, and, and get Paul, ready. And the week before, this week, he was targeted 14 times. The rest of the team was targeted 15 times combined. So you know where he want to go with right. the football. No, there's no – so you comfortable wooling no help all day? No, okay. I'm not. I don't think we need to do that. I don't know if the Seahawks even do that, right? No. I think we continue to play our defense. I don't even know if we let uh, Woolen follow him around. Maybe we do, though, for the I, height I, and all that kind I of stuff. I think early. Well, I test it out. Test That's it just out. not what we do, but that'll be interesting. We haven't done it yet, though. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. We shall see, fellas. We shall see. Today's final score, Seahawks 27, Giants 13. You've been listening to the Seahawks Radio Network. Geno Smith, 23-34, 2-12 and two touchdowns. Kenneth Walker the third. Not a big day when it comes to production, but sealed the game with a nice touchdown late. He had 18 for 51 and one touchdown. Lockett had a touchdown. DK Metcalf had a touchdown, and then that defense got it going again, man. We had five sacks total, eight tackles for loss. Special teams caused some turnovers. Uncle Will Disley, a forced fumble and a fumble recovery on special teams. Travis Homer literally knocked the dude out the game on special teams. This was a team victory. Sorry, I <laughs> no, it was it, 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 our most complete game. You know, last week was pretty close, um, but to beat a team that was six and one coming into this uh, game and to have the 170 plus 173 yards rushing a game and to do what we did to Barkley, who it takes a team effort. You can't do it by yourself on him. Um, really impressive. Five sacks, you know, when we needed them. Uh, ran the ball when we needed it. You know, the big, yeah. that big touchdown. Tyler Lockett come back from a, a face mask drop. Um, you know, G- this could have been Geno Smith's absolute best game of the year and of his career. I mean, he had a really good game anyways. But there were two touchdowns essentially dropped today for him. And a third that we could have maybe got our toes in just a little bit closer. Uh, actually, I probably should have been a P.I., uh, the one on Tyler Lockett that they ruled him catching out of bounds. He would end up having four touchdowns instead of two. He would have, I think he had four drops today. He'd have been well over 70% completion again. Um, so Gino just continues to impress. Yeah, the thing I liked about Gino today, and I think it was reflective of the team, was there's no panic. Like, mm-hmm. even when the pocket was collapsing around him, like, he was just decisive in either throwing it or just taking the sack or getting, you know, getting up the field and gaining yardage. And then and even with the drop passes, you know, he was just – he wasn't, like, panicking and frustrated with receivers and things. He just kind of came back and ran the next play. And then you saw that on defense, too. So, you know, the defense is playing really well. They may make a play here. They may look like they have a drive going, but then they're able to come back and shut it down, or, you know, uh, Barkley looked like he was getting loose, you know, getting loose on a couple of plays. They were able to corral him and get him to the ground. So I like the idea that when I think of Diggs and I think of Geno Smith, they just seem like two kind of no nonsense kind of a dudes, mm-hmm. and they don't panic. And I think that is starting to kind of you're starting to feel that on this team. Yeah, and speaking of no panic, I mean, how about Kenneth Walker the third? Right, you just mentioned it, bump. Not a huge day, and it's easy for a young running back when it's not getting going after you done got it going the last few games to get frustrated, to start to get impatient, to start to, you know, not necessarily lose confidence, but just kind of second guess yourself in some ways when you're out there on the field. But you didn't see that from Kenneth, right? He kept 
playing football, was able to close the game with a big touchdown at the end of the football game. That is what you're alluding to, Big Ray, that, uh, you know, that no-nonsense, that maturity trickling around the entire locker room. Man, these young guys are really coming along. Right. And, you know, um, Pete talks about that it's the guys that's making the plays, and it is the players that's really making the plays, but the coaching and – how these guys are looking at opportunity, I think, is goes hand in hand. Every week, it seems like it's a different unit that's doing something. Okay, it was the defense. Maybe it's the secondary that's making plays. Now it's the D-line that's getting pressure. Okay, it's the offense. Uh, you know, the running backs are doing their thing. They're spreading the wealth around. Everybody's being patient, but everybody is doing it together. It's not like they're being greedy with it. It's really about the team. And we saw that in the press conferences earlier Um Guys are talking about that they're rooting for each other. There's three guys at the podium in the press conference, so they're doing this thing together, and they're really all drinking the Kool-Aid, and everybody's buying in, and it's really good to see. And we um, called this out early in the season, though, so it's a good look. It's a good look, and uh, Shelby Harris is bought in quickly. He was part of that deal with Russell Wilson. He's standing by with Jim Mueller now. Shelby, this is a team that can run the ball. You know that Daniel Jones has the ability to scramble. There was not a whole lot of yards there for him today. Why? It wasn't really anywhere to go. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I think everybody, you know, up front, like, you know, it was the same thing. We kind of took the same mindset of, like, the uh, Arizona game into it. Of, you know, they, they technically, they really want to run the ball, run the ball. But when it comes time to throw, you know, Daniel Jones likes to get loose and, and, and scramble. So our biggest thing was trying to keep him in the pocket. Don't let him break any big runs and don't let him have any, like, you know, anything to keep the drive going. What did they try to test you with early in this game? Well, in the beginning of the game, they really didn't, you know, it was a couple of RPO stuff, but they really wouldn't run the ball, you know, early in the game. They kept trying to throw it, and, uh, you know, it was really more, it was weird because it wasn't exactly what I expected it. Like, that's the, it wasn't, I was expecting them to run the ball more, I would say, but, like, you know, it was a lot of RPOs. They put the ball in uh, Daniel Jones's hands, and, you know, we just had to make plays. I'm thinking the exact same thing. They were down two starting offensive linemen, so maybe that was it. But it also looked like they were just trying to test you guys in different ways, maybe on the outside and maybe just to kind of see where the corners were. Well, you know, a lot of things the Giants do is they throw a lot of plays at you to see which one works, and then if they find one, they're going to run it over and over and over again on you. And so I feel like, you know, they were doing a lot of testers, and it really wasn't much working. You know, I feel, you know, the front, the front seven, the whole defense did good. You know, you got to think, Saquon had, what, 20 carries, had 50 yards? <laughs> One of the best backs in the league. You can't you can't downplay that. So you know, I shout out to everybody. You know, everybody in the, on the defense. Well, and there was a lot of momentum despite the fact they were in the game because of a fumble that's not normal for Tyler Lockett. But at halftime, you have to feel pretty good knowing kind of where that is and where you can still go in the second half. You know, it could have been you know it could have been a whole different you know scenario. You know, but that's the name of the game is <laughs> you know sudden change. You got to go out there and you got to make plays. Yeah, they scored a number, but at the end of the day. You know, we had to come back on the sideline, regroup, and just go out there and, and keep whooping, whooping butt. What did you tell the guys at the start of the fourth quarter? Because you know this team can score in the fourth. You know, we just, we pretty much have to, uh, you know, tell them they're still going to run the ball. No matter what the score is, they're going to run the ball. So we have to play technique football. You know, it just can be flying up the field. Because they're not going to sit just drop back and just throw the ball 50 times a game. They're going to run, even in two-minute situations, they run the ball. So you just have to stay true to your keys and play football. What do you take from this game looking ahead to next week against Arizona? Um, you know, honestly, from the last couple games, it's a confidence boost. You see, you can do it with the best. So do it every week. Simply put, we'll get that back to you, Bump. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. He sounds excited, and he sounds surprised that they didn't want to run the rock earlier. I'm sitting next to Paul Moore in the press box. He goes, 
but I don't think they ran the ball once. We're more than halfway through the first quarter. And I'm like, no, nah, nah, at least one. He pulls up the stats. No runs for them. So is where they – I don't say – I wouldn't say they were scared of the Seahawks' defense, but they were trying to catch them in a way that they weren't really necessarily prepared for, I think. Yeah, I think, I think when you look at just the number of plays, I'm sure they went in and scripted things. And if they were running some RPOs, which are, those are hard to see from where we are. Right. Um, you know, maybe they just saw stuff, you know, some quick throws that they wanted to get get going. But, look, they, they, they had 49 yards in the first half. You know, and they had – I'm going to pull this up. Their first drive, they went three plays – uh, nine yards. Their next one went three plays minus two. Their next play, they went three plays, uh, three yards. The next, you know, they just they didn't have anything going to even try and establish the run. So now you're into your script. You know, it, it turned around a little bit more about the middle of the second quarter. And then we saw the beginning of the second half. They started going more and more with the run. But, uh, you know, again, big, big play. I, I mentioned it earlier by Shelby uh, on that third and 10. We had just taken the lead 20 to 13. And it's third down and 10, and, and Jones, is, he's got a first down for sure. He broke the pocket, and Shelby's just booking it, man. I didn't know he had that kind of, those kind of wheels. <laughs> and he dives, and he trips Jones, and they end up having to punt. So uh, good job for our, for our old-timers today. Yeah, I mean, he had the nice knee lift on that, too. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's not like on the airplane, but that just was like he had, he had perfect, he had perfect uh, form on that run and, and, and made it and got there. But he, he also had some other good plays in the game where he just kind of Pushed, he just manhandled this guy back into the lap of the quarterback or into the lap of the running back. So, like, there's just a lot of good dudes on that defensive line that are making plays. You know, like I said, Quentin, Puna, uh, Monet, Al Woods, the, the outside guys. Like, there's just a bunch of dudes making a lot of plays, and, uh, and I'm glad to see that he's, uh, that he's one of them. Now, how many times during this season have we seen Daniel Jones, you know, get out the pocket and scramble? And he just looks fat. I mean, you look at him like, man, I, I didn't know he was that fast, mm. you know, and he's boom, he's out of there. And for Shelby, man, to be able to, you know, big hungry, man, just to, to get over there and hunt him down like that shows the speed that we have on our defense, you know, and and, uh, and our athletic ability uh, overall. So, you know, it, it, just just great to see these guys step up the way that they that they have. And you talk about Shelby and uh, he mentioned the confidence, you know, boost like, hey, listen, we can play with the best of the best, man. We doing it. Look at us doing it. And these young guys are seeing on film week after week now, man, they're doing it and their confidence is just going uh, through the roof. And I think, you know, I think, you know, it's, football is, 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 is a funny game because here we are, we're going into this football game and the defense is on both sides, not really great against the run. I mean, both, both teams. Human game. <laughs> it's about finding ways to win, right? And we really would have dominated if it wasn't for that turnover down in, in the red area. That's how that's how you know the Giants got their got their touchdown. They touched him. We had the the uh, the turnover there. Other than that, man, you know we we dominated this football game, especially on defense uh, and really on all phases. So really proud of this team. Yeah, they're just starting to believe now, man. It's pretty simple. You can hear it in everybody's uh, talk, and it's starting to show up in the play now. Everybody's starting to believe. You play against a guy like Barkley, and you hold him. Um, you pretty much shut him down, and it's just giving the uh, team. Not just the defense. Everybody's buying in, man. It's tight. All right. That was a total team win. When we return, we'll talk to Mike Jackson. He's with Jim Miller. That is next on your home for the Seahawks. Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Michael Jackson had seven tackles of his own. He's standing by with Jim Miller. 
On paper, this looked like a game where they were going to try to run the ball, but was it surprising on those opening couple of drives that the Giants, they did not set the tone with their run game? Oh uh, Yeah, they try to change it up on us, but we just stick to our keys and play a good defense. Why do you think they would do something like that when it's been so effective for them? I don't know. That's something you got to ask them. We just played what we saw. Could it possibly be, though, the improvement that we've seen from the defense the last few weeks where teams are now starting to adjust to the improvements? Maybe. Like, maybe they saw some on film where they thought they could attack us in the past game. So what happened in taking away that run game today? Because I think everybody was involved, not just the front seven. Oh, yeah. It was everybody. Saquon, a good back. So you got to run to the ball no matter you that backside, corner, front side safety. You just got to find a way to keep him bottled up. Did you notice they, either Saquon or just kind of the Giants in general, trying to test the outside edges more early in the game? Oh, uh, yeah, because you want to check every, you want to check inside and outside in the beginning of the game, see what you can get. I'm thinking of a couple of those plays, though, where he's trying to string it out. He might have broken a tackle. And then there's like four or five of you there to just keep going down the line and stopping him. Yeah, that's why I said, like, he's a good back. So everybody has to get to the ball, like, immediately. This is a fourth quarter team that has more fourth quarter comebacks than any other team in the league. What was the conversation before the fourth quarter? Oh, just be us. Like, we believe in ourselves. Fourth four quarter is dog quarter, so you got to bring that dog out. So the offense scores a touchdown, but the Giants are still within striking distance. That defensive stand and stop. We saw the Giants move the ball. But who made that or what made that possible? Oh, just us being us, like, you know, just playing good defense, sticking to our keys, trusting our technique, all the things we did back in OTAs and training camp, like, all that came into play that last drive. Something tells me you almost had an interception today. Yeah, LJ knocked it down, but I'm proud of my dog. I, it, mine gonna come. I think Cody almost had an interception too. Which one of you is gonna feel like, yeah, worse about that? Yeah, it's, it's, gonna, it's gonna eat at you, but we get back at practice on Wednesday to have a chance to get another one. Lastly, what message did this send about your team? Uh, we just a room full of dogs, and no matter who it is, like, you got to put your clothes on just like us, so we'll see you on Sundays. All right, Mike Jack, we'll let you go. Bump, we'll get that back to you. Thanks, Jen. True fun, man. Mike Jack has had a nice journey to where he is today. Special teams guy, getting a whole bunch of reps, and now he's a starter and a guy you can depend on. Yeah, man, it comes down to uh, just the work that he's put in and how you respect the opportunity, right? Um, Mike Jack is taking no plays off. He's coming up, he's coveraging uh, well, but he's coming up and making tackles too, making big hits and uh, doing all the dirty work, man. And that's what you got to do as a corner, as a team player, as a guy that wants to play the defense to his maximum. So um, a big shout out to Mike Jack and keep doing it, man. The picks are going to come. Everything's going to come. You keep playing hard. You keep reading your keys, you keep doing what you're supposed to do, uh, those picks are going to fall in your lap. Solid tackler, man. I, you know, that's another thing. He came up and made some big hits yeah. uh, early. Um, I, I think the confidence for him just keeps getting better and better, too. Um, I, I, I think he's a pretty good press guy, but, mm -hmm. you know, he plays off. Uh, so I, I got to watch that a little bit more. But um, he mixes it up. I mean, I, I think he's a really smart player because, look, as good as Woolen has been, you would think people would be trying to pick on Jackson, and I haven't really seen that yet. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny with Mike because he's he's won this job for himself. You know, really an, an afterthought, for lack of a better way to describe it, right? It, you know, it was, it was the other guys, the Sidney Joneses of the world, and, you know, 
Tyreek started to come on, Kobe started to come on, and, you know, the other conversations were guys that had already been here, you know, and boom, Mike Jackson kind of comes out of nowhere. He sparks in the preseason. You talk about those big hits, and he's an aggressive player, yeah. right? He has he plays with so much grit to the game, and, man, Pete loves that, man. Oh, yeah. You play hard, boom, boom, boom. We teach you the technique and everything like that. But he won this opportunity for himself to be out there as a starter because of his grit, his toughness, and consistent play. And it's great to see him show up each yeah, and every week. I think that's interesting that uh, in all the post-game interviews, there's been at least one comment about it's just a room full of dogs. And and if you're if you're if your own teammates are calling that out, that means that there really are some dogs in the room. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't just that's just not something you give to somebody right. when it's not present. And so. That, along with just, like, even, you know, Mike, just about how he's went about his approach to winning his job, super professional dude, the way they talk about the young guys, how they prepare, super professional. It's kind of hard sometimes to get, like, the dog and the and that kind of professional preparation dude in the same room. Because sometimes the dog is just kind of, like, out of control kind of a dude, but he's out there doing his thing. And uh, But to have both of those combined, I think it says something about the dudes in the room and just how, how connected, like, uh, Turbo says a lot how connected the team is. No denying the chemistry that this team has. And when we return, we're going to talk about some of the big players. We're going to recap this win against the New York Giants. That's next on your home for the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Welcome back to the Hawk Talk. It's time to break down the plays of the game. The first one we're going to DK Metcalf. Catches a touchdown, capping a 15-play, 69-yard drive, taking five minutes off the clock early in the game. Shotgun snap, play fake, Geno looks, throws to the back of the end zone, touchdown, Seahawks! DK Metcalf right under the goalpost. Uncovered in the back of the end zone, was wide open, Geno got great protection, and he fired a dart, and the Seahawks are on the board, 6 nothing. Yeah, that was a great find. When I saw that play, I saw D. Eskridge going across the field. I saw Tyler Lockett going across the field. I didn't know where the ball was going. D.K. was standing right in the middle under the goalpost for the touchdown. Nice, easy touchdown. Say it ain't so. Tyler Lockett fumbles in the G-man recover on the two-yard line. Geno from the shotgun has motion across the formation, looks near side. Ball is caught by Lockett, who tries to stop and turn up field. Ball is stripped away as Tyler Lockett was hit. And the referee says, Tyler fumbled the ball. I think he was down on the ground. They're going to review this. Lockett caught a little flare pass at the five. He was hit. The ball came out. We'll see if he was down. Hey, you know, uh, you win some, you lose some, right? If Tyler caught the ball, Dory Jackson came over, and just um, right place at the right time. It hit him right in the sweet spot, man. And sometimes you're not ready for it, and the ball comes out. But um, Tyler Lockett stayed in the game, man. He kept playing. But you got to tip your hat when you got to tip your hat. The Giants would get the ball on the two-yard line. And two plays later, Saquon Barkley scores a touchdown, Paul Moyer. I got this. Barkley <laughs> behind Jones, who goes under center. Barkley gets the handoff, and he's in. Touchdown, New York Giants from a yard out. They convert the turnover after the Seahawks have taken the lead. And now the Giants are a point away from tying it up at seven. Yeah, it was, it was a good one-yard run. <laughs> <laughs> the G-Men scores a touchdown. And then you know what? Later on in the game, the Seahawks are forced to punt the football. And guess what? Richie James gets hit by Uncle Will Disney, recovered by Joey Blunt. 
Dixon with the wobbly kick. James at his own 25 looking to for oh. some blocking. Oh. Ball on the ground. The Seahawks dive for it. Did they get there? I'm not sure. The Giants piled up on top. I think Will Disley was the man downfield that caused the fumble, but let's see if the Seahawks get it. Jerome Boger says the Hawks have it. The Seahawks fumbled earlier in the game. Now one of the players for the Giants is trying to pull players off the pile. You can get a penalty for that. Coming out of the bottom of the pile, I believe, was Joey Blunt. Derek Young almost got there. Joey dives in as well. He's the one who gets it. And Will Disley was the one who forced the fumble. Man, Uncle Will running down like he running a 4-3. Popped that boy, man, in his mouth. Caused the fumble. Big play, man. Special teams showed up in a big way today. Yes, they did. This is the drive of the game for me, fellas. Gina goes 5 for 5, 11 yards to DK, 12 yards to Lockett, 6 yards to Goodwin, 15 to DK. Then finally he goes back to his guy, number 16, Tyler Lockett, for a 33-yard touchdown, making a score 20 to 13. Gino going to throw again on first down. Pump fake. Going to throw deep. Got a man in the corner. It is Lockett. Touchdown, Seahawks. What a drive led by Gino Smith. Tyler Lockett was not going to let this one get away. He hung on 33 yards out, and the Seahawks go on top 19-13. Now Tyler has passed Daryl Jackson for third place on the Seahawks all-time receiving list of touchdowns with 48. Congratulations to number 16. Well, you got to give Shane Waldron some credit on this one. They were doing a lot of zero, you know, coverage blitzing, and they decided, hey, we're just going to run hitches if you're going to play off us. They go hitch, they go hitch, they go quick, and then boom, they start to get close to the red zone, and they decide we're going to run a hitch and go or a double move. And, uh, yeah, it was a great play, and it was a great throw. Great route, and I'm really happy because Tyler Lockett, you know he wanted that redemption. Ooh, Tyler had a day. He dropped it for sure. Touchdown in that fumble that we mentioned earlier. So it was nice that Gino went back to his boy. This play right here, Ken Walker didn't have a huge day, but he did just enough. He scores a 16-yard touchdown late in the game, making the score 27-13 Seahawks. Three tight ends on the right side. The handoff to Walker. He breaks a tackle, comes back to the near side, stumbles across again, breaks a tackle. He is in. Touchdown, Seahawks. We knew it had to happen. We hoped on this drive, and it did. From 16 out, Walker must have broken three tackles. His fifth career touchdown. And that just about puts the nail in against these Giants as Seattle stretches its lead 26-13. to 13. I mean, it's a team game, but this was all Ken Walker right here using the defender's leverage against him, cut back on him and, you know, making the guy miss, broke a tackle. And, you know, even Coach Carroll said, man, I don't know how it looked like he was falling to the ground and he kept his feet. Great balance and scored a touchdown. Good, Great play at the end of the game. Three weeks in a row, you get contributions from that man, Ken Walker. And to pretty much end the game, one of the most consistent players on this defense does it for the Seahawks. Jenna Nwosu sacks Daniel Jones. Empty backfield. Jones sets up. Jones gets hit. Jones goes down again. And it's Jenna one more time. Nwosu with his second sack of the game. As he loops back inside, puts one big arm out and brings one big quarterback down to the ground. The fourth sack of the game. 
Yeah, I just love the way this dude plays, man. He he brings a lot of passion, a lot of energy, and he has a lot a lot of stuff in his bag when he's rushing the passer. He can bull rush, he can speed around the corner, he can slap your hands and and get his uh, get the lean in on the on the club, you know, going around the corner. So just happy for him, man. He has been his effort and his his production has been consistent all year. Good for him to wrap up with two sacks today. Emotional leader out there too, man. You see him celebrating, you see him getting hyped with the boys. That's what you need. And what I need from you guys coming up next is your unsung hero. You got to start thinking about that now. That's coming up next on your home for the Seahawks, Alice Sports 710 and Kyle Radio, 97.3 FM. No one is looking at me right now. So I'm going to give you my unsung hero to start it off, fellas. Okay. You guys good with that? Yes, please. All right. It, I mean, I was ready to go first, but I mean, cool. I mean, no, I got Too you. Late. I got you. Okay. <laughs> I got you. Turbo in uh, in the first hour picked a guy who I thought maybe could have been an unsung hero, but I'm not going to go that route. I'm okay. going to go with the guy that the DB said, he's all right, guys. Get off get off of my guy, guys. He's all right. I'm going with Quandre. Oh, you heard that? I heard it. I okay. heard it. You guys were barking at me. I heard it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going with your guy, Quandre. I think he's an unsung hero because there are no interceptions, but there are tackles that saved explosive plays. I'm going with the captain on defense. I like it. Turbo. Who it is? I'm gonna go ahead and stay in my lane. Shout out Jeremy Lane, uh, <laughs> Uncle Will. Uncle Will, special team showed up big tonight, today, <laughs> and Uncle Will did his thing. Uncle Forced Will. fumble. Yep. yep, absolutely big hit on the punt. Yep, um, was a difference maker. Had the uh, the touchdown on the shovel pass. Just one of those. It wasn't just- a touchdown. It was a first down on fourth down. That's right. First down, yeah. Yeah, fourth down conversion, excuse me. But yeah. just one of those examples, again, of being a team player, doing it, doing whatever it takes to win, whatever role you're asked to do, uh, doing it, you know, selflessly. And it had a huge impact on today's game. All right. I like it. I'm gonna, Mr. Uh, how do you say? Yahoo Wah? Wahoo Wah. Wahoo Wah. My bad, man. You got to learn me. You got to learn me. Gotta learn me. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with uh, my man Cody Wyman Bar- Barton uh, because uh, <laughs> I know I know I have to speak up for Dave, my buddy, uh, because I know he loves Cody and Cody. I think this game really showed up. He was super active. He was around. He got a sack. Uh, I think he had a, maybe a, a pass defense. He could have had an interception right there in the, at the end of the game. And uh, I just liked the way he showed up today. He did. He was physical. He was running around. Playing fast, playing hard, so I'm gonna go with uh, Cody Barton. All right. Do you think is this is the, is Cody is that the way Wyman played the position? No, Wyman. Was, it, first it, of all, Wyman was 255 pounds, and he could run. Yeah, he could run. I mean, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for a knee injury, he would have been a first round pick for mm-hmm. sure. Um, no, Wyman was a tough dude. Now, yeah, don't get a twist. And he rocks what number 92. 92. Yeah. How many how many linebackers Smash you know to wear number ninety two? You no. know you got something going on over there. Yeah, Harrison, True. that's what the only you person got. I know. Yeah, man, I'm gonna do my best uh campaign like Mr. Turbo did earlier, but um I spoke about this gentleman earlier, Ryan Neal, of how he played. He has six tackles today, but it's something more to be said. Uh Jamal Adams is down and he's going for the season, right? Yep. This man has stepped up um on and off the field, uh making people accountable. But he played hard, uh, tried to play more than he should have today, uh, cramps and stuff like that, jumped in the game like Pete Carroll said at his uh, press conference. But he's always around the ball. The defense needs that energy. They feed off that energy. And he had mm. two big stops on third yep. down. Yeah, he yeah. Did. I thought he had a sack, but they didn't give it to him. must have been an assist or something like that. I thought it was a sack. I didn't see it on the stat sheet, oh, I think it was though. just a TFL. I think it was a TFL, okay. Saquon. Yep. Yeah. Did we give Ryan Neal MVP last week? 
Because he had a great game. He had the interception. I think we had, had four, two. four passes defense. I think he had we did. seven tackles. I think we did. That's pretty good. Um, I was going to go with Travis Homer, but since he got an MVP vote, I can't do that, right? Because that's not an unsung hero. So, um, but in my case, you know, I'm I'm going with you too. I'm going with Colby on this one. I partly, man, he's just you know he took some heat early on, and some of it. You know, rightfully so. Some of it I thought it was blown out of proportion. Uh, but, it, you, again, the two ba- two backers, you hold Barkley to what you did, 2.7 mm-hmm. yards per carry. One of them has to be an unsung hero. And uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kobe on that one. All right, we got Cody, Cody Barton. Cody. I keep saying Cody. Boom, boom. Cody. We got Ryan, Ryan Neal. Neal. We got Uncle, Uncle Will. Will. Yes, and then sir. we got Quandre. Hey, it takes a village. We just created a village of unsung heroes right there. All right. When we return, we'll put a bow on this thing, man. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals next week. We'll take a look at them. That's next on your home of the Seahawks, Seattle Sports 710 and Cairo News Radio 97.3 FM. Kyler Murray, the $200 million man turbo said they might have paid him prematurely. They did. But D. Hopkins is back. We'll see if James Conner is healthy. They lost to the Minnesota Vikings today. And still a team you got to respect, right? Just because you never know what this offense can do because they're so up and down. Uh, they might be up when they play the Seahawks. So you look at their offensive weapons. Uh, their defense is good enough to get it done. This is a team, a division rival, that if you can get this game here, you sweep the series, you're looking good in the NFC West. Yeah, man, and these NFC matchups, or these NFC West matchups, I should say, are always, you know, for the most part, tight games. And You know, we've, we've had an opportunity to go up against the Cardinals already once this season, and, uh, you know, we handled them pretty well, And uh, but they didn't have D-Hop. And uh, you mentioned James Conner, who's a very formidable back in this league and can certainly get some some things done. And, you know, we play the the run that we play like we played the run today. Uh, He won't be he won't be a factor. But, you know, anytime Kyler Murray is playing your quarterback, uh, you know, he's just unpredictable in in a way. This offense as a a whole, because you just don't know what they're going to bring to the table. You know, are they going to be this high powered machine that we feel like they're going to be or. Or not, but um, oh man, we're watching the game. That that didn't look very good there. This Buffalo Green Bay, but uh, you know, as it pertains to the Cardinals, though, it'll be a tough test, especially with D Hop coming back. They have a winning record when he plays pretty significantly, uh, and so uh, that that's gonna that's gonna test us. Uh, and uh, you know, but I'm but I'm sure the Seahawks are certainly looking forward to it and up for the challenge. Yeah, I, I would say, you know, in the in the uh, first game, I think the the Cardinals had five sacks. And so they put a lot of guys around the line of scrimmage with the, with the double A-gap threat, and we didn't always do a good job of picking that up. So I think if we can uh, deal with that pressure that they have around the line of scrimmage, that some of that was happening today, they were um, putting a lot of guys around the line of scrimmage, but being able to pick up those blitzes and twists and games and the defense run and then being able to establish the, the run to kind of, eat up the clock, score some points at the end, and, and effectively play defense with our offense. So I, I think that's, to me, that should be the formula for the, off, for the Seahawks offense going into this week. Yeah, I think we got to keep Murray in check. Just like you said, Turbo, he's unpredictable, but he's uh, shown that he could be frustrated and um, kind of get out of whack a little bit, and that will um, slow the offense down, and then you slow down Hawkins. It's going to be a good test, though, for our DBs. That's been shining They've been doing their thing, but um, you got to step up when the lights is on and when you're going against a big-time wide receiver like Hawkins, it's going to be a good uh, thing for us. The offense is rolling, man. I think the offense is rolling, and the O-line is doing their thing. So, Say what? 
Yeah, shout out to the O-line. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the running backs can only go as far as the O-line goes. And all Geno's success is a big shout out to the O-line. So, yeah, they keep doing their thing. I think they'll be all right. All right. We'll see what they do next week. Today's final score is Seahawks 27, Giants 13.